0: Today, we focus in on news that India is reducing the basic custom duty on lentils. Joining me on the program to talk about this is the Executive Director for the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers, Carl Potts. And Carl, set the stage for us. Fill us in on what we see happening. India has... I uh, really utilized import duties uh, in a significant way dating back to about 2017 or so and many producers will remember at that time India put in place uh, tariff and non-tariff barrier restrictions for uh, for pulses uh, going into India, and and really ever since then they have maintained um, a certain level of of import duties, but from time to time we'll alter those and and reduce them depending on the own their own supply and demand situation. So um, you know over the last uh, year or so in 2020 India had reduced their import uh, duties down to. Uh, on lentils down to 11% for the June to November time period, I think. Uh, and then just recently announced here that they uh, have reduced their uh, lentil effective import duty from 33% to 11% for Canadian and other uh, imported lentils. So what does that mean for us now? It means basically that there's uh, uh a little bit less uh, restriction or, or cost to, you know, to export lentils uh, to India. And part of the reason for that is that uh, lentil prices in India have been increasing uh, over time. And uh, we believe the Indian government's trying to manage, uh, you know, the cost of uh, consumer prices, you know, of lentils in India. So, you know, basically what it means is that, you know, we can, uh, we face uh, lower trade restrictions moving lentils into india which is generally a a positive thing and and is a positive thing the challenge one of the challenges this year though is that uh, we face some very significant challenges on actually being able to execute on some of that business with the with the challenges and, uh, and limitations on container availability uh you know can you know can maybe have some uh you know some negative impact on Canada's ability to execute on uh and take advantage of lower import duties in in, in lentils now about 50% of our total lentil exports would be done by container certainly a lot to india go by bulk vessel but, um you know with the container shortage situation uh, you know this year um, it, it may have a, a a bit of a negative impact on on the ability to execute on that business. What are you hearing from producers as far as this year's lentil crop? I, I'd say that this would be you know the most uh, significant drought we've had. It appears in you know at least twenty years, maybe longer than that, and only time will tell when actual yields come in. To to know what that real effect is, so you know, you know, we certainly know that in many areas of the province, crops are being written off, including pulse crops, peas and lentils, and and other crops as well being written off. And then in some you know areas of the province, you know, crops looking you know okay. But I'd say on average, we're expecting a significant reduction from the the normal provincial average yield across the province you know as a whole what that number will be you know it's really hard to know but um but yeah you know lots of producers hearing from a lot of producers about uh you know lack of yield and then also you know concerns about being able to deliver on on forward contracts that they you know they may have uh, may have made based on on only a partial um you know a produ- percentage of their overall expected production That's Carl Potts, the Executive Director for the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler.
1: Thanks, Glendalee. Joining us now is Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada to talk about straight cutting versus swathing. Number one should be you know did you grow a shatter resistant uh, cultivar or hybrid um, you know that is will really help make that decision um if you're not growing something with that pod shatter, obviously the recommendation is to to swath it um so with this year, I've heard of a few growers trying to go in and, and are considering actually going in and um, straight cutting something that is not. So just be aware of all the shelling out and the risks there. Um, those products are not designed to be uh, straight cut on. And, and I know it's dry and, and it's progressing really quickly through its seed color change, so the crops will be mature here very soon. Um, When when going out there and and determining, you know, if you're going to straight cut a particular field, um, ideally you want a really nice uniform knit field. So even if it is that pod shatter, assess that stand and see how easy it's going to be um, to actually go in there and straight cut it or not. Um, Like I said, given the variability in crops, and if you're not going to use uh, a a dry down product, that's where swathing would be that better alternative, right? To knock it down and allow it to mature a little further within that swath before going into harvesting. So lots of little factors there to consider. Um, You know, in the past, um, especially here in Manitoba, we've seen a huge shift towards um, straight cutting canola. Um, but you know, it is, it's a year with its, uh, very different challenges and, and it's just kind of come back to those basics and assess how, what is your going to be the best way to make sure you preserve that yield and the seed that's out there. Um, cause we, we need all the seed that's, that's out there right now. So. And finally, uh, wanted to just talk a little bit about, um, using canola as feed, um, you know, lots of talk about, uh, converting crops into feed. Um, I guess what, what are, what's important to, to think about there? You know what, it, it, it's obviously an, an economic thing to consider. Um, this year, canola is at a, a higher dollar value than we've seen in the past. So you might not be reaching your, your yields that you've seen in the past, but you are also getting more for it this year. Um, so really coming back back to the economics, there's also a lot of concerns in regards to feed. You really got to watch your, your nitri- uh, nitrate concentrations and things like that. So... Um, you know, first of all, if if you're um, in, or if you've pre-sold or in a contract for grain, make sure you follow up on that contract. That's kind of number one to see what your options are. Uh, number two is then working with Manitoba Crop Insurance, um, and, and also once again seeing what the dollar values are going to be if you are really concerned with that crop. Um, because it, we're so far in the season, you know, it, it is best to just you know work with what you've got and and try to get um, as much of it off and into a bin. So. Like I said, it's a tough decision to make, uh, but really dive into the economics and look at all of your options. Um, I I know with with producers that are in, in a mixed situation, right, they do have cattle to feed, Um, so get that tested, work with your feed uh, quality specialist as well, um, if that is the route you are going to go, because there is a lot of risk there um, if the canola isn't cured properly. That was Justine Cornelson, an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.